Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Life Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. This year, we are going after everything that was lost. We're going after everything that was stolen. We're going after all that God has put inside of us. God is a God of blessing. Um, God is a God of blessing. Okay, let's try that again. God is a God of blessing. God always saves the best for last. Every time you think you've got the best, God says, I've got even more. I want to talk to you about a miracle. You know, we we talk about that, the miracle that Jesus turned water into wine. I've, I've... all, all of my childhood, I always thought it was all about wine, right? Because I'm, 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 you know, I'm from Europe and there's wine everywhere. You, you, it's interesting enough, if you go to Prague, the only way McDonald's were allowed to open up is if they sold beer, right? So, so when we start talking about water into wine, Jesus never does a miracle without a purpose, Every miracle is your invitation into a revelation. So every miracle, God says, if you understand what I'm doing, then I will give you revelation so that you can have it. So when you start talking about water in wine, this is a direct coloration. When you go back into the book of Exodus, When you have a water being changed into another substance, the first time it's mentioned is the first miracle of redemption. So when Pharaoh said, I will not let your people go. I will keep them in prison. I will keep them poor. I will keep them in bondage. I will keep them slaves. I will not only keep them in slaves, but it's going to be a generational slavery. See, when you talk about slavery, slavery is always generational because it's not just you, but it's on your children, your children's children. And then the first miracle that Moses performed was turning water into blood. So the first miracle destroyed. And God starts and he says, I want to start my first miracle by turning water into wine. I want to just read 10 verses for, you, for us this morning. Look at uh, John chapter 2 verse 1. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no wine. Now, the next part of the verse has been, hasn't, uh, has been uh, abused, and we'll talk about it a little bit more. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, my hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, 
Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, and they, the kind used for the Jewish ceremonial washing, each one holding for between 20 to 30 gallons. So I think you've got it in there. So you're looking at 540 liters. That's a lot of water. Okay. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water so they fill them to the brim. He told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where he had come from, though the servants had drawn drew the water new. Then he called the bridegroom and said, aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheap wine after the guests have gone, have drunk too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. You know, the first thing I want you to understand about God's kingdom, there aren't two types of wines. There's only the best. So the first thing that we get out of this story is that God only has the best. He doesn't have it in lower degrees. So therefore, it means when you come to God, you receive exactly what everybody else receives. There isn't a car system or another system. So what you have here is that Jesus comes in and he says, the old wine was great, but then God creates new. Now, here's something that's amazing. This is a, one of the miracles here. Is for wine to be good, it has to have a, a time process. So when you make fresh wine, it needs maturing. It needs aging. It needs time. It needs the right environment. It needs the temperature. It needs all of these elements, right? And what God does, he accelerates the new wine that tastes better than what time should take. The first thing that we realize, it, what should take you years of the right environment, right everything, under, the, under God, under his kingdom, God can accelerate what should take time. You know what that means? If it takes you, you get a loan from a bank and you get a housing loan, and take, it's going to take you between 20 to 25, now up to 30 years. And they tell you this and they prepare you for longevity and for time. And God says, what should take you 30 years, I can do in a year. See, so when we start talking about this, we're acting super, we're moving supernaturally. And let's go back to verse 4. And he says, woman, why do you involve me? And Jesus replied, my hour has not yet come. My first impression when you look at this and you go, this is as if Jesus is knocking them back. Is Jesus saying, well, that doesn't involve me. What does your mortgage have to do with me? What does your relationship have to do with me? What does your marriage have to do with me? What does your finances have to do with me? What does your promotion have to do with me? What, what, is, what is my health? See, you have a look at it, and at first glance, you think that Jesus is doing the pushback. 
But I want you to notice something, that Mary understood Jesus. She was talking under Revelation, and, it, and the mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. So Mary didn't take that as a pushback. So if we, if we stop there, if we just read one verse, woman, what, why do you involve me? We go, oh, okay, it, it doesn't do it. And I tell you what, this has gone into our religious thinking. You know, sometimes people think, well, all God is interested in is about getting you to heaven. He's not interested in about your life. Well, there's a, if that was true, then why are you still here? Because come on, come on. Why are you still here? Why would God teach you to worship? Why would God teach you to tithe? Why would God teach you to have faith if it didn't matter? I know it's Sunday morning. But see, what we do if our mindset is what I have doesn't matter to God, that is what diffuses your faith. That is what calms you down. That is why you don't worship. Because if you feel like whatever I am going through, God is not interested in, your faith gets deactivated, decommissioned. So what religion says, God's not interested in that. God's not interested in what you drive. God's not interested in where you live. God's not interested in your holidays. God's not interested in your wife, your children. So what you've got to do is this. Is you need to do an accelerated learning in this. God is interested in every integral part of me. The way God, this is how God is interested in you. He's interested in your DNA. Every cell in your body, God knows by name. So when we start moving in this, and God says this, do whatever he tells you. Now you look at verse, four, uh, verse six. Nearby stood six stone water jars. Now, it's interesting he says six stone jars. It doesn't say clay. What's clay? Clay is mass produced. You get a lump of clay, you get a template, and then you make everything the same. Have you noticed, right, when you buy dishes, they all look the same? Except for the handmade ones. Come on. They don't look the same. And God says something interesting here. He says, they're made out of stone. That means every, every uh, jar looked different. They were not identical. So what does that tell you? That God says this. He goes, I treat every one of you differently. What does that mean? Oh, that means, oh, God loves one another that. No, you know what it means? I can do this now. Some of you might get upset, but don't let me go yet. I am God's favorite. I, I, I am it. I, I am it. I, I am really, 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 really God's favorite. R really. There's not, there's, <laughs> no one even casts a shadow on me. Man, I am, so, I, I am just so favored that God only has eyes for me. People go, oh, who do you think you are? Easy. Because there's only one Ted. 
so I can be his favorite. You know why? Because there isn't another Ted in the world. And my wife says, amen. (laughs) Just think about it. There isn't another person like you. No one thinks like you. Amen. See, one one of the things that we get is we're thinking, when we start talking about God says, these jars, every one of them is hewn out. means it is worked on by hand. So every one of them has distinct features that the other one doesn't have. So what you have is you've got the same water coming into it, but the pots are different. So therefore it means, let me just show you this, is if you are intimidated by somebody else, you are limiting yourself. If you get intimidated by me, if you want to be like Ted, I, I, look, I know it's just something to look up to. I get it. I, 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 I actually get it. I, I, I'm good with that now. You go, everybody, people wake up and go, I want to be like Ted. People have written songs like, I want to be like Ted. I wake up in the morning, I want to be like Ted. No, 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 put it this way. When you take your eyes of the uniqueness, the way God made you, and you want to be like somebody else, what you have just done is now limit God to blessing you. So one of the, one of the things about acceleration is accepting your uniqueness and accepting that you're God's favorite. Just think about that. Isn't it? Come on. It's, it's, it's the, oh, God will bless you because of that. God will bless you. But God says this. He goes, you are unique. You are handmade. And then what he says, this is what amazing. So you've got six unique jars, but the blessing of God is the same to each jar. It is not a different blessing in a different form, but God says, take them up. And I want you to see what he says this. He goes in verse 7, and he said to the servants, fill the jars with water so they fill them to the, to the what? Say it aloud. Okay, watch this. So when God gives you something, he doesn't ever give something in half measure, he gives you full measure. So God says, I want to fill you to the top. You know, the problem is, is that we, deter, we have sometimes with our thinking reduced God to how much he puts in us. So when God, if he, um, look, for those of you that want to take this up to another level, Ephesians 1 verse 3, who, and to our, blessed be the Lord God of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every, every spiritual blessing. So God says this, I create you unique. I fill every single person with everything. Everything. So right now, you are God's favorite. Right now, you are filled 
to the brim. So sometimes what we do is we we don't worship out of fullness, we worship to get full. You know, God, I come to you empty. Where where do we get all that? Look, I know there are some worship songs with great music but terrible words. Right? Listen to me carefully, right? I once was empty, but then I got saved, and now I'm full. I, you know how, okay, 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 you, you, you good with me? Paul says, work out your own salvation, correct? You know what that means? It doesn't mean that to get saved. It means you, you need to work out to see what you've been given, not what, how you can get something. So Paul is saying, how many of you ever thinking about, I am so full, how come I don't recognize it? And here's the thing. Most people do this. They go, well, it's my outside environment is telling me what I'm like on the inside. But in the spirit realm, it's the opposite. It is the inside that tells what the outside looks like, not the other way around. Okay. I am in casualty, in emergency. They go, we can't do it anymore. I am looking at my arm from here to here in plaster, My emotions are now talking to me. So you're a pastor. You believe in healing. He goes, what do you do every morning? You give out those faith words. And they go, how good are they now for you, huh? He goes, are they all talk? Yeah, you're all talk. If you had faith, this wouldn't have happened to you. And the pain blurs your vision. And then you start talking. Yeah, it's not that good. It doesn't look good. I know it wasn't good. Do you know what? You know why I knew I was I lost it? It's because my arms like this. You know the first thing I did? I took a picture and gave it to Sylvie. Why did I do that? I wanted a bit of sympathy. Oh, come on. I, I wanted to go, oh baby. Oh I'm gonna spoil you. Come on, your flesh loves to be spoiled. You poor baby, stay in bed. Come on. It's the weekend. Saturday morning, you don't have to get out of bed till Monday morning. It's all right. But you see, what happens is when the vision gets blurred, my outside is telling me what my faith is. My arm is now telling me, Ted, you've got no faith. Da, 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 all, all of this stuff. But then you go, okay, God, you start to worship. You start to pull back. You're, you start to go, I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm going to just close my eyes out. If it looks like I'm mumbling, I'm mumbling. But I'd rather look like I'm mumbling and get healed rather than not mumble and be in pain. So you get, God says, start to think that you have the fullness of God. And so you, I take the jars, you're handmade, there's no one like you. I need you to step over on this line. Stop looking at your, trying to get who you are from anybody else except God. Don't try to be like anybody. Start to think. See, you block revelation by what you look at. And so what we've come into says you fill them with jars. Then he told them, draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. I want you to know something happens when we start to enter acceleration. God takes normal wine, what is normal to everybody else. Everybody say normal. 
Okay, what is normal? It is normal to have a mortgage that you can't pay back. It is normal to struggle at work. It is normal to have relationship problems. It is normal to get depressed. It is normal never to get ahead. It is normal that you always, I'm always going to have problems. Correct? Come on. One of, one of the things that really blew me out of the water for, for my thinking was, is they go, if my unsaved neighbor has the same problems as I have, and I have the same problem that he has, there's something got to be wrong. You good? And then all of a sudden you start to go, well, hold on. Greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. What does that mean? Greater is he that's in me than what I see. Greater is he that is in me than what my circumstances are telling me that I am. Now watch this. You're smart, correct? I said you're smart. I'm not going to talk to a dumb audience. You are smart. You are smart. Okay, now watch this. Adam was complete. Satan comes to him in the garden and says, you're not complete. And now he thinks he's not complete when he's complete. And what does he do? He says, for you to fulfill your completeness, you need to listen to me. It's never your outside that makes you. It's what's inside that makes you. Let me give you a secret. Everybody say secret. Secret. Come on, say it, say it with me. This is a secret to being blessed. You're not blessed when you receive a blessing. You're, you are blessed when you know that you are blessed. Let, let me show you this. Uh, we haven't got it up here but because you're, you're clever. The Bible says, blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you realize that God's blessed? God is blessed. God isn't broke. Right? God isn't sick. God isn't depressed. God doesn't get up in the morning and goes, I don't want to get up. Right? So when I believe that I am blessed, then the blessing manifests on the outside, never the other way around. That is why most of you, not in, watching on internet, not here, you can never, you're always hanging out for somebody to compliment you. And when they compliment you, it's never enough. Come, come on. How many times do you have to be told that you're good looking before you believe it? It took me once. I went by the mirror and I said, my goodness, you're good looking. <laughs> you see, when you don't believe what you are on the inside, it doesn't matter how much affirmation you get on the outside. I'll prove it to you. How many love songs do we have in the world? I love Paul McCartney. Once he said, you, you would have thought that the world had enough of love songs, right? You know why the world will never, ever have enough of love songs? Why? Because the people feel unloved. So what happens is this. Is that if I don't understand what's inside, and this is what God does now. I take the ordinary. So God says, 
the world is full of the ordinary, but then God says, if you obey me, if you get into the fast acceleration, I'll take the ordinary and make it supernatural. So God takes ordinary water and turns it into extraordinary wine. And then you get this. He goes, this is outside of the norm. Because normally people give you the good wine. And when you've had enough, you've lost your taste buds. We'll give you the cheap wine and you don't recognize it. But God says this, in the kingdom... When I, what looks like new wine is better than what time can do. It is better what energy can do. It's better than all of those things. So what you have is that God says, whatever you feel, fill it up and I will accelerate it. So what happens is this, is that we move into a faith realm when God says this, he goes, fill it up. That's your part. Well, how do I fill it up? I fill it up by reading the Word. I fill it up by meditating on God's Word. I fill it up with the promises. And the amazing thing about what we're reading here is that in the Old Testament, there are amazing promises. You've got Deuteronomy 28. Amazing. And God comes in and he says into the New Testament, when he's going to break the mold, he goes, you thought this was good. Now watch what the new wine can do. The new wine's going to be better than the old. So God makes new wine old. So what you have is that God says, you have limited yourself by thinking you've got it. You've limited yourself, well, this is all I've got. But God says, give me your ordinary and I'll make it super ordinary. Give me your ordinary relationship. Give me your ordinary finance. See, this is what, listen to me carefully. This is why we believe in tithing. Because you take ordinary money Put it in a pot that God gives you and God accelerates it. Hello? See, whatever you put in, God is responsible for. What, what are you putting in? What words are you putting in? What are you saying about yourself? You've got to stop being a Sunday Christian. What's a Sunday Christian? You live a mediocre life six days a week, and then one day you come, to, you come and you pray and you read and you worship. What accelerates you is staying constant with God. If I can just go back to just what happened with me, with my arm. It's still in a cast, but my mindset is I am healed. The x-rays show me that there's a break, there's a fracture. Everything is telling me my arm is swollen, everything is there. That's, that is a symptom. But what does the word say? What am I filling it up with? What am I filling it up with? I'm filling it up with worship. I'm filling it up with the word. I'm filling it up just going, God, this is what your word said. Your word says, by your stripes I was healed. 
And I go, okay, God, you need to accelerate it. And I look at the scripture, and it says, when he laid his hands on them, and they were healed. See, a miracle is instantaneous, but healing can be a process. But do you realize that God can take what two should take six weeks into two weeks? So one of the things is, is that God says this, the miracle of the water to wine is divine acceleration. It is taking the ordinary and accelerating it to amazing things. Is, is it, you know what is amazing? Let me give you this, this one. You've got Joseph in the Bible. He spends 19 years being uh, a servant in the house, in prison. He goes to bed one night after 19 years in prison. And then he goes to bed in the palace in the second most high position in the globe. In under 24 hours. You know what's, what we need to do in church right now? Is to stop putting the time limit on how long it's going to get God to give you your breakthrough. Okay, can we be honest? Can, can, come on, can we be honest? Isn't, isn't it, just be honest, when you come in here to pray, how many of you, you kind of pray, but you go, yeah, I know, he's got it. I know God will do it. When? I don't know. Have you ever dared to say, God, oh, in 24 hours, I'm believing for my breakthrough? Just think about it. How many of you almost kind of, almost, there's almost this kind of timidity going, I don't want to put a time limit on God. The Bible, you'd be surprised that God is the God of the now. Can you imagine, just think about, let's go back to this story. That Mary goes, uh, put the, do whatever Jesus tells you. And then tell the visitors to go. Tell the party is over. Uh, tell them to come back in 10 years and we will have the good wine. What, what, I want you to notice this. The acceleration started that the moment Mary said this, whatever he tells you to do, do. So in other words, there was this kind of, God says, now I want you to, I want to partner with you in acceleration. I will do the miracle. I want you to fill the jug up. I want you to fill it up. So you know what you need to do? Let me ask you this question as we're coming in for some more prayer. Is what jugs or water pots that should be filled with something to, with a blessing, are now empty. What's empty in your life? What's, what's, is, okay, let's go to the financial jar. Is it empty? Let's go to the emotional jar. Is it empty? Let's go to opportunities jar. Is it empty? Let's go parental relationships. Is it empty? Let's go to work prospects. Is it empty? Let's go to another one. What does your future look like? Is it empty? 
Now, let me just put a pause on this. If you don't fill up your jar, somebody else will. Think about this. Let, let me, let, let's go a little bit deeper on this. If I haven't got a jar for my future filled with God's word, guess what? Every time I look at a news program, somebody's filling up my jar. So what are we told? You need to brace yourself because there's going to be another outbreak of disease. Brace yourself. The economy is going down. You know what? Now they're saying, you know what? Seven out of ten marriages fail. Teenagers rebel and never come home. You know, everybody, depression is rampant. You with me? So what, when, so what, watch this. When God says, fill it to the brim, there is no room for anything else except God's word. That is why we do the word in the morning. Every morning I send a word out. Why? Because we're filling it up, filling it up, filling it up, filling it up. Because I refuse to let somebody else fill my jars. The news media is filling my jars. The banks are filling my jars. All of this stuff, brace yourself for this, for this, for this. You know, come on, let's do the other one. God should supply all your needs according to His what? But everything He's saying, we've got a lack. There's a short food shortage. There's a water shortage. There's a fuel shortage. There's an oxygen shortage. There's a humor shortage. You look at it, the world's going, I'm filling you up with shortage. You're getting married and you go and the guy pronounces the blessing on you and says, enjoy it while it lasts. You know, and you buy a new car and then the dealer goes, you've only got a three-year warranty. And you know what? And you just wait. One day after your warranty, something's going to fall out of the car. We have been taught to brace for the worst and not the best. So what jar is empty? Is it an emotional jar? Let, 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 let me just put a pause on it because I've got so much I want to share with you. The first thing you need to do about this is don't expect the person next to you to pour it in. The person next to you can agree with you, but he can't pour it in. So... When I get up in the morning, I'm not asking Suve to pour into my jar. I'm not asking Jesse, Stephanie, my leaders, my elders to pour into me. I pour into, I says, God says, I will rise and I will worship you. Listen to me carefully. You, you okay with me? I love worship. But I, one of the things I've learned, I know this is going to be really deep. I am so sorry. Some of you might be upset at me. But when you listen to worship, it's not as if you're worshiping. So you can come to church and go, wow, I wasn't a worship great. Did you worship? No, but I was in an atmosphere. And listen, now watch this. When I am in a, in a worship, I'm into an atmosphere. But unless the atmosphere gets into me, the atmosphere stops the moment the worship stops. But when the worship gets into you, the worship keeps going. So
So you can't get a proxy. I can't ring up Darlene Chick. Hey, Darlene, what do you charge per hour? Oh, that much. Okay, what about, have you got somebody that's a runner-up? Oh, okay, yeah, that, that right. I was, hey, hi, look, I, I need to worship for at least 15, 20 minutes a day. I feel that's what God said. Um, can you just do that and just say, just go up to the Father in the name of Jesus. I come um, on, on behalf of Ted and I'm worshiping him. So can you bless this worship on his behalf? You can't do that. Listen to me, Vic, as a pastor, I can't read for you. The reason some of us have stopped the breakthrough is because we're waiting on somebody else to do it. And God says, if the water is in you, I'll turn whatever you put in you and I'll fast forward it and I'll turn it into wine. I'll take your ordinary and I'll make it extraordinary. I'll take your ordinary job and make it extraordinary. I'll take your ordinary salary and make it into an extraordinary blessing. I'll take your lack and turn it into abundance. And I'll take what should have taken you years, I can turn it around in one go. Now, if, if you don't believe me, you go, Ted, it's too good to be true. Um, yeah, in one realm it is. Now, watch this. In 1971, I'm in a second row of a church. I am dead. My father is saved, my mum is saved, my brothers and sisters were saved, but I wasn't. In one single moment, the pastor said, if you want to invite Jesus into your heart, you will be saved. I stick my hand up. I went from being totally dead to being totally alive with one breath. I didn't go to school to know how to get saved. I didn't even know what happened. All I know is there was an acceleration. I said, Jesus, I believe in you. And from that moment on, what was dead became fully alive in a split moment. See, you can destroy your life for 99 years, get saved, and God can restore the 99. We need to start to move in and accelerate in an amazing God, the God that accelerates. He takes something normal, turns it into supernatural. So right now in your life, and like the worship team to come up, we're going to start to fill up our jugs. Come on. Church, can I just... I'm your pastor, okay? God needs for you to say it. You know, you know what? I, every time you know, I'm praying for friends to get saved, this is what I don't do. I'm not their proxy, and I go, Jesus, I receive the, I receive the blessing on their behalf. God doesn't do that. God says, I will bless you. And so he starts with where we just go, God, 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 this is my empty jar. God, I've filled it up 
with the ordinary. I, I, what, what's the, uh, God, I'm just giving you praise. I'm giving you all of this. But God, I need for a supernatural event to happen because of this. Now watch this. Let's go back to the beginning. You're God's favorite. You're God's favorite. So God is not looking at somebody else and he's not going, I'm only going to bless you like I bless them. No, God, I'm, I've, got a, I've got a blessing that is just for you. And the first miracle that Jesus started, he took the ordinary and he accelerated it into the supernatural. Now, you know what that tells you? This is how the kingdom of God works. The kingdom of God works is whatever people think is ordinary. Um, let me just put a pause in here for a second. I really want to pray for some of you because you think you're ordinary. You think, I'm just. You know what? I'm, I'm just the father. I'm just the mother. I'm just an accountant. I'm just this, just, just, just. You know, that's just removed the just out of it. Is that you are no longer ordinary is because God has fast-forwarded you into the kingdom of God and into sonship. So from today onward, you never look at yourself as ordinary. From now on, you go, God has made me. I am what I should be. And right now, as we get into prayer, what jar in your life is empty? Do you need healing? Is it empty? Are you emotionally tired? You're empty. Hey, God, I've got this friendship jar and it's empty. It's just me and my cat. And the cat doesn't like me either. See, one of the, one of the things that this does, it blows me away, is that God says, Ted, you never, ever have to be empty again. Because that's how you start. God started the miracle of the kingdom with overflowing and breakthrough. Why don't you stand with me at the moment? Wherever you are right now, for those watching and uh, for those that are here this morning, you don't have to leave empty. Father, I just lift up every single person here this morning, Father. God, we need to take the ordinary to the extraordinary, to the supernatural. Father, right now, we, 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 come to you with, we come to you with empty jars. And Father, you're the source. Father, number one, Father, forgive us for making people our source. Father, for our own energy is source. But Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we come to you with ordinary water. But Father, we are expecting a miracle. Father, love, peace, friendship, opportunities, healing, provision, breakthroughs for us and our family. Everybody just, just look at me for a second. The amount of wine that Jesus made 
could not be consumed by the number of people that were at the wedding. So in other words is this, is when the people were leaving the wedding, guess what? The jars were full. The jars were full. It's, it's this mentality is that I'll, it'll be good now, but I'll have to come back next week because I'll be empty. I'm here to declare that next week when you come here, you're coming here full. You're not going to come here empty. You know, I, I'm declaring to you. And people go, Ted, why is that necessary? Listen to me carefully. Because the next time God pours it in, there's going to be a overflow. See, if you're believing that you're empty all the time, you get filled up. But when I come to God, God, I'm filled to the brim. So the next blessing I get is going to be an overflow, an overflow, an overflow. I'm declaring and I'm prophesying over your life. From this day onward, you're going to be moving in the overflow. From this day onward, you're not going to be coming with empty vessels. You're going to be coming with overflow blessings. And guess what? The overflow becomes not for you, but for others. So in other words is this, is that your vessel then becomes a blessing to somebody else. I'm blessing my family. I'm blessing my wife. It's not coming out of my need. It's coming out of my overflow, out of my breakthrough. Lift up your hands right now. Father, right now in Jesus' name. Father, right now, every ordinary water, every thing that we have. Father, right now, let there be a divine acceleration. Father, we are believing from water to wine. Father, we're believing from death to life. Father, we are believing from sickness to health. Father, we are believing from lack to provision. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just release the super acceleration in our lives. Where there was no promotion, there's going to be promotion. Where there was fear and anxiety, there's going to be peace. Where there was no hope, there's going to be hope. So Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just worship you. God, I feel... I fill my life with your word. I will live and I will not die and I will declare the glory of God. All good things come to me. Father God, I declare, let the poor say I am rich. Father, I declare that my nothing becomes abundance. Father, I declare where I have been weak, where I have fallen, where I have struggled. Father, I declare the direct opposite. Father, right, what should take me years. Can you all just look at me for one second? Uh, you, you need to hear this because there's some of you thinking, Ted, you don't realize, but it's I've messed my life up years and years and years. It's, the mess I have is not an overnight mess, but it's a mess from years. I'm here to tell you that what's taken you years to destroy, God can restore in a day. Come on. We, we need to lift it up. I, 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 sense it. I sense it in my spirit. Sometimes Satan comes up and he says, well, come on, come on. You, you Look at your relationship. You've been married for 20 years and you've done all that wrong. How do you expect and how dare you believe that it can be made right overnight? You know how? Because of the cross of Jesus Christ. I, I, I want to just... If you were not here last week, go get a message on what Pastor Victor preached. It was one of the most outstanding messages I've heard. 
and we are now going to enter audacity. God, I might have taken 20 years to empty my vessel, but God, with you, my vessel will overflow today, right now. Lift up your hands. Come on. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we break every lie. We break every accusation. Father, we say what should take us years is only going to take seconds. Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare this in Jesus' name. And I want you to do right now, we're going to give Jesus. I, I, I I I want to push the barrier a little bit. One minute praise. I want you to fill all the jars up with praise right now. I want with everything that you have, let's lift it up because this is supernatural acceleration. Father, in Jesus' name, come on. Father, in Jesus' name, we worship you. Father, we honour you. Father, we honour you. Father, we honour you. Father, we honour you. 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 Father, we honour you. We praise you. Father, divine acceleration. Water in the wine. Water in the wine. Sickness into health. Father, in Jesus' name. God, keep going. Come on, don't stop now. Don't stop now. Come on, let's worship our God. A God for a God of breakthrough. 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 Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, I just consecrate ourselves to you right now. Father, I put a blessing over you right now that you will be blessed coming in. You will be blessed coming out. I declare a blessing of acceleration over your life. I declare a blessing of acceleration in your mind. I declare a blessing in your soul. I declare that your heart will be filled with the goodness and the revelation of God. I declare that every cell that is damaged in your body is now reversing. I declare that the bone, the marrow in your bone, all of a sudden turns around and you get extraordinary health. I declare every cell in your mind that has stopped functioning to function. I declare that every sickness be turned around right now in the name of Jesus. I declare that your finances do a turn around this week. I, I declare that your relationship turn around. I declare you're going to get supernaturally blessed. You're going to get, uh, you, you, there's going to be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon you. I declare that right now we are pushing back. And I declare that what you're seeing on the outside is not a reflection of what is inside. And I declare to you right now that what is on your inside will be manifested on the outside. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come, let's give God another hand. 